Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Did you know that students get it free? The Irish Times offers a free digital subscription to all full-time undergraduates. Keep up to date for free with quality journalism and reporting. Claim yours today at irishtimes.com slash subscribe slash student. Creator, trailblazer, entrepreneur, provocateur, saboteur. The thing about it, me and Adidas, is like... I could literally say anti-Semitic and they can't drop me. Kanye West has hit the self-destruct button on a phenomenally successful career. Don't act like I never told you. The 45-year-old has been insulting and offending groups for years, but a protracted anti-Semitic tirade has brought down his empire. Sportswear giant Adidas announced this morning that it's ending its partnership with Kanye West in the face of growing pressure. The rapper was recently dropped by his talent agency for making a series of hateful and threatening remarks. TJ Maxx, Gap, Balenciaga, they've all also ended their relationships with Ye's Yeezy brand. Until a week ago, Ye was on the Forbes billionaire list. Now, no no one wants to work with the musician and designer. After much thought and soul searching, I, Stephen Colbert, am banning Kanye West from the Ed Sullivan Theatre. I'm Aideen Finnegan, and this is In the News from the Irish Times. Today, is there a way back for Kanye? Finn McRedmond is columnist with the Irish Times and she has been writing about Kanye's epic drama, I guess is the nice way to refer to it. Finn, the word cancelled gets thrown around a lot. But, you know, after being dropped by brands like Balenciaga and Adidas, you know, huge brands worth a lot of money, we can say that Kanye or Ye, as he's now known, has well and truly been cancelled. Would you be able to take us through the events of the last few months? Yeah, of course. I mean, I think the first thing to know is that Kanye West has always been an outspoken uh, and controversial uh, man. Uh, there was this infamous event in 2009 uh, when he kind of chased Taylor Swift off the stage. Yo, Taylor, I- I'm really happy for you. I'm going to let you finish. But Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time. Um, in 2018, uh, he made waves when he said that he thought slavery was a choice on behalf of the enslaved African-American people. When you hear about slavery for 400 years, for 400 years, that sounds like a choice. <laughs> like, 
You was there for 400 years and it's all of y'all? He went through a very public and messy divorce with Kim Kardashian, which seemingly was the a kind of the reinvigoration of the latest spate of uh, behavior. Um, he blamed George Floyd, the young black man who was murdered by a police officer in 2020, for his own death. They hit him with the fentanyl. If you look, the, the guy's knee wasn't even on his neck like that. Coming up to recent months, you know, at uh, Paris Fashion Week, he wore a White Lives Matter t-shirt uh, at his fashion show. When he was called out for doing that, he blamed it on Jewish people uh, that he was being called out for wearing uh, a controversial t-shirt like that. He made a series of anti-Semitic remarks, including the declaration that he would go DEFCON 3 on Jewish people. Okay, here, here was the tweet. I'm a bit sleepy tonight, but when I wake up, I'm going DEFCON 3 on Jewish people. It's the, I'm a bit sleepy tonight. It's such a funny way. <laughs> he goes, and then he continues. Uh, the tweet continues. Uh, the funny thing is, I actually can't be anti-Semitic because black people are actually Jew. Also, you guys have toyed with me and tried to blackball anyone who opposes your agenda. And he's been banned from Instagram and from Twitter and uh, the likes of his big brand deals like JP Morgan, Adidas, Balenciaga, Gap. They've all ended their very expensive contracts with the musician. Um, I've kind of truncated everything that he's done in recent months for expediency because it, we could go on forever. Well, in terms of the White Lives Matter t-shirts, what message was he trying to send out and why? What was that all about? You know, so he told Tucker Carlson, that extremely famous um, American broadcaster from Fox News, uh, he told him in an interview that he put on the White Lives Matter t-shirt because I think he said something like, because of course they do, of course white lives matter. Um, Which I mean, you know, is fine and a very literal interpretation of the the t-shirt, but he's he, he must know he was playing oblivious to the idea that the slogan conveys more than its literal meaning. The answer to why I wrote White Lives Matter on a shirt is because they do. It's the obvious thing. Yeah. The slogan was conceived in opposition to Black Lives Matter. Um, so it's impossible to divorce it from that context. And yeah, and, and, and many people do see it as um, a kind of a totem of, of uh, white supremacy or, you know, the white supremacist gr- group in America, which is small, but it exists, you know. And uh, Kanye West seems to be playing into that. And, you know, whether he's playing into it because he thought it was funny and edgy or whether he is, you know, playing into it because, you know, he really believes it. You know, I, we can't read into his into his motives, you know. Yeah, well, that's what I was wondering. Did, like, why was he saying it? Why was he trying to upset his own community so much it just seemed bizarre it's so bizarre i think a while ago kanye west hit on this idea that he could be a conservative black man and uh which obviously he can be and that being a conservative black man gave him an edge it made him a bit different um it made him stand out especially perhaps among you know the musical community that he's part of which would be you know very liberal and very, uh, I mean, left wing is not necessarily a term that applies uh, to the liberal liberal in America. But I think he realized that that was working for him. And he's just taken it further and further and further to the point where it, it becomes parody and it looks ridiculous. And it's just totally extreme. That's what I think is probably going on. You know, my dad is an educated um, ex-Black Panther. And he put a text to me today. He said, white lives matter. Ha, 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 ha. And I said, I thought the shirt was a funny shirt. I thought the idea of me wearing it was funny. And I said, Dad, what do you think it was funny? He said, just, just a black man stating the obvious. 
But he didn't get cancelled after that. So what was the tipping point? So I think um, that is what set off like a chain of events, basically. The straw that broke the camel's back, it seems to be that moment where he said he would go DEFCON 3 on Jewish people. But basically a rapper called P. Diddy called out Kanye West for wearing the White Lives Matter t-shirt. And he said, you shouldn't do this. You know, this isn't right. And Kanye West took to Instagram and said, oh, of course you'd say that you're being controlled by Jewish people. You know, something to that effect. And then... When that post was taken down from Instagram, he he moved to Twitter to say, again, something to the effect that Mark Zuckerberg is, you know, in the thrall of the, you know, Jewish media, right, which is one of the most famous and pernicious anti-Semitic tropes, right, that there's a kind of Jewish conspiracy uh, controlling the media. Um, and I, I think that snowball effect seemed to be, yeah, the straw that broke the camel's back moment where all these brands stood back and were like, okay, you know what, enough is enough. And again, a spate of kind of like A-list celebrities calling him out. Now, the interesting question is, why now and not before? Why was he targeting the Jewish community? Was it just that he was pushing the boundaries as far as he could go and he knew that that was something he couldn't do? Yeah, I mean, that's very possible. Um, When he realises that he gets attention for being extreme, the only way that he can continue to get more attention is by going more and more and more extreme, I guess. So it was kind of a a self-fulfilling problem. I mean, also, like... As we were saying, he's leaning on one of the most well-established anti-Semitic tropes. You know, it's it's a, it's sad and it's a tragedy, but but you know, that that trope that Jewish people control the media does exist. You know, he he didn't he didn't make it up out of nowhere. He was just tapping into this conspiracy. As to why Jewish people, I think you know, I mean, I'm not Jewish myself, but I was reading um, Brett Stevens in the New York Times, who was a brilliant uh, New York Times columnist, and he was talking about Kanye West and anti-Semitism, and he was basically using the Kanye West incident to show, look, anti-Semitism is a live problem in the world. It's it's serious, and sometimes we forget um, how prevalent it is. And he quotes a statistic that in 2020, the FBI reported that Jews who constitute 2.4% of the adult population of the United States were on the receiving end of 54.9% of all religiously motivated hate crimes, which is a staggering statistic. And um, he was saying, yeah, okay, Kanye West actually, yeah, he's he's engaging into anti-Semitic conspiracies because maybe they're more widespread than we once gave credit to. Now, the comments themselves, the content of them, and the anti-Semitic nature of them is obviously very concerning, but it's not just the content it's because he has this huge influence so what what's the wider impact of this being have extremist groups embrace what he said and run with it yeah absolutely and i guess that's always a big concern when someone with a big platform um engages in this kind of thing yeah so florida that had two examples of groups pretty shortly after kanye west's outbursts an investigation is underway into several displays of anti-semitic messages that appeared over the weekend in jacksonville florida one was at a major college football game a group projected end jewish supremacy in america uh, on the side of a building or um, hung a banner saying honk if you know it's the jews kanye was right about the jews so obviously this is having uh, a tangible impact I suppose we talk about him being cancelled and that word, as I said in the beginning, does get thrown around a lot. But what does it mean for him? What's he lost? You know, is there a monetary value that can be put on it? 
Yeah. So I think he claimed that he lost $2 billion in brand deals, which is a, a, a lot of money, obviously. Um, I think other kind of news outlets are, are kind of guessing the number to be about 1 billion, whatever it is. It's a, it's an extortionately high number. And yeah, and that, that kind of like, uh, those material damages are severe, but also he's lost a lot of credibility. Um, he's made the path back to redemption extremely difficult, if not impossible. It's, it's hard to, it's hard to count. Uh, or like put a number on on what it means to lose everything in uh, after being cancelled, but uh, it's a lot. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you. Everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. beautiful photograph. You uh, recorded this up in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. I feel like you avoided this album oh, title. Yeah, no, I don't. I mean, I I mean don't what, it, what it says right here on the on the I hate title. being bipolar. It's awesome. I have a theory. I mean, it is important to acknowledge that Kanye has bipolar disorder, and perhaps that has played a part in his behavior. But obviously, I wouldn't want to suggest that anyone who has bipolar disorder would come out spewing hate speech. But you've been writing in the Irish Times about the torture genius cliches. Yeah, so I think there's more than one thing going on here. The first thing about the mental health problems is, yeah, it's important to acknowledge that his mental health problems are severe. Um, and I think when in the mainstream, when we talk about mental health, we have a tendency to focus on the soft side, to talk about, you know, A-listers who struggle with anxiety, um, the idea that bad mental health makes you delicate and, and unique. And, you know, it's hard, but, you know, it, it's it's not the worst thing. And we rarely talk about the uglier side, the severe problems that obviously cause immense suffering and cause immense damage to someone like Kanye West. Now, that's not to say that it causes everyone immense damage, but it would be would be remiss to talk about Kanye West and these outbursts without thinking about the impact the bipolar disorder has on them. And then secondly, the sort of genius trope has been around forever. You know, we have it with Picasso, Lautrec, you know, Philip Roth, um, you know, it's it's an it's a trope that excuses visionary artists' awfulness because they're also an artistic genius. It says um, your work is so brilliant because you're so awful, and and if you weren't if you weren't such a unpleasant person, then your work would be boring or or 
you know, derivative or, you know, what, whatever, whatever words artists are afraid of being called. And it, like, it's fine to an extent. Artists don't have to be good people to make good art. But what the trope does is it says that these things are inextricably linked, that the same impulse that led Kanye West to record his greatest ever album is also the same impulse that led him to be an anti-Semite. And I'm highly sceptical of such an idea. And I don't think it's necessarily an idea that we should be happy with uh, writ large in society. Does the fact that that trope continues, I guess, is that perpetuated by us, by people who consume culture, media, music? I mean, are we all a little bit complicit in tolerating the vitriol? Mm, I don't think we shouldn't consume art from people who we think are bad. Now, there's probably a line at which we shouldn't, but but it, it's ambiguous and, and, and there's nuance there. Again, as I said, like it's not necessarily wrong to consume the art of bad people. But what we shouldn't do is entrench the idea that nastiness is the source of brilliance or nastiness is the source of beauty or, or believe that Kanye West has to be racist to be a great visionary artist. We shouldn't believe that. We shouldn't endorse that idea. We certainly shouldn't allow it to get, get any further entrenched. I feel like you feel like being bipolar is part of what makes you brilliant. Yeah, I think that's another one of those things where it's not an opposite. It's not I hate being bipolar, it's awesome. It's actually, it drives more of how you really feel. It doesn't do an opposite thing. So I think it's important for us to have conversations about mental health, uh, especially with me. And I think it furthers another problem it makes being this kind of difficult, tortured, torturous mental life, um, it almost makes it a desirable trait, something that aspiring artists should covet or imitate. Um, because, you know, if Kanye West could only make his greatest albums because he was so tortured, then, oh, oh no, I mean, I better, I, better be, I better be tortured too, which is, again, doesn't seem like a great idea if you ask me. I suppose you've mentioned Picasso, Lautrec, Kanye. I mean, they're all men. When we see the, how the likes of Britney Spears and Lindsay Lohan have been vilified for far less bad behaviour, you know, it's hard to believe that Kanye's gender didn't play a role in this continuing for so long. Would you agree with that? I'm, I'm in two minds about it. I think the first thing is that, you know, Britney Spears and Lindsay Lohan are, you know, they're great and Britney Spears, I love her music and I love Lindsay Lohan's films. Um, I don't think, they've certainly never been touted as, a, as similar visionaries, uh, same as West. You know, they're not like unique once in a generation, once in a lifetime talents, which West once was and sadly doesn't seem to be anymore. But, but um, I think one of the reasons uh, West got away with so much is because of that. Back to this torture genius thing. So long as he's making this amazing music, we can kind of tolerate some terribleness. So I think it's 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 not that Lindsay Lohan and Britney Spears were vilified for less, but that Kanye West was allowed to get away with more. And I think also, you know, slightly more important than gender uh, might also be race. And this idea that, you know, and this idea that, as I was talking about earlier, like Kanye West realised... Uh, that he could be a conservative black man and that could separate him and, and make him seem interesting and, and exciting. Um, you know, far be it from a very white industry turning around to a black man and saying, you can't be a conservative, you know, uh, you can't have controversial views. I think, I think that was probably an important factor as well. Um, and it's, and it's coming from, the, it's coming from the right impulse, but, you know, then you wonder, 
at, at what point was Kanye West, uh, you know, aided and abetted? At what point did it go too far? And that's, I don't know, that's a difficult question. Well, no, race is a very important intersection, I suppose you'd say. And I do feel conscious that this we're two white ladies discussing it. And I'm not trying to excuse his behaviour or, or sort of engage in whataboutery or anything. But, you know, we have to be aware that there are African-Americans are like, great, well, this is another black hero who's been torn down and whose legacy has been destroyed. And there are white celebrities who do far worse and face less recrimination. Mm. Yeah, abso- absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I don't want to engage in like counterfactual history, but but I would I would guess that, you know, if Bruce Springsteen said that he essentially wanted to declare war on Jewish people, I don't think, you know, he would keep all his brand deals. I don't think he would still be the most popular man in the entire world. He'd probably uh, have a little bit of a reckoning. So, I mean, it's it's hard. It's hard to compare these things. But yeah, I, I, the legacy, uh, the wonderful legacy of a exciting black musician, yeah, destroyed and, and hard to know how he gets it back. Yeah, yeah, it, there's, it's it's very possible. But the sad thing is, is did he destroy his legacy himself? Were his, I keep using this phrase, aiders and abettors, were they allowing him to destroy his legacy so long as he made the money? Um, You know, so long, so long as he kept the checks coming in, so long as, you know, he kept people coming into Balenciaga or Gap or, you know, whatever whatever brand deal he was working with at the moment. And, and yeah, you have to wonder how how much those people are accountable, especially when we're talking about a, a man who is severely mentally ill, you know, to what extent can he be fully in power of his cognitive faculties? So, so it's not just, it's not just him who's destroyed his own legacy, but there's a whole system that, that allowed this to happen. Well, tonight, a growing number of companies are cutting ties with Kanye West over the hip-hop mogul's offensive and anti-Semitic remarks. Adidas and The Gap weighed in today, knocking him off the list of Forbes billionaires. Were you surprised at how many people and brands backed him until, you know, just last month, essentially? Yeah, I guess so. I think, you know, I have I have friends who absolutely love his music um, and I like his music. And we often talk being like, oh, my God, but like, did you hear what he said? And they go, yeah, I know it's terrible, but like I can in my head, I can listen to the music and I can separate it and I can think it's wonderful. And you know what? I'm not interested in celebrity gossip. I don't care. I think that's probably a huge factor. So it's not this kind of like active support for the man, nor is it this like active disgust with the man. It's just kind of passive consumption, which I think is usually what's going on with these things. As for the brand deals, you know, again, a cynic might say, so long as he keeps the checks rolling, uh, he he's fine. I think it's probably a little bit more complicated than that. I think it's so long as a brand being associated with Kanye West isn't like deleterious to the brand's rela- uh, uh, reputation, then it's fine. So what's the point at which it becomes so damaging to their reputation? I don't know. I think maybe maybe it's maybe it's that the difficult comments he's making and the very controversial comments he's making have just become too frequent that the media can't ignore it. So he's just constantly in the news every day. He's done something new, which keeps constant focus on him. And then it gets people questioning. They go, what, JP Morgan, why are you still working with Adidas? Why are you still working with Kanye West? I've seen him in the newspaper every day this week and I don't even follow the man that much. So I think it's that kind of like reputation management thing that's definitely coming into it. You mentioned redemption. Is he beyond redemption? I, I sort of feel like people, most people could come back. <laughs> but yeah. has he gone too far? It's a really difficult question. It's, a, it's kind of a philosophical question. You know, I said in my article that like redemption or the capacity for redemption is probably one of the most important things in any society. And Kanye West is a deeply Christian man. 
he talked about redemption a lot in that kind of, in that quite, quite biblical sense. So obviously it's something that he thinks about. I, I don't, I don't know if there is a line. I think if there is a line where people can't get redemption, Kanye West has probably crossed it. He's probably crossed it several times. But the question is whether that line exists and maybe it doesn't. Maybe if he comes out with another seminal album and I guess his health is addressed. Yeah, and, and you know, maybe if he says, that wasn't me, I was in the throes of a terrible illness, you know. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how it works. You know, as I said, he's made the path back to redemption incredibly difficult and, and, and redemption doesn't seem to be something that he's uh, interested in seeking at the moment anyway. Finn McBrideman, thank you very much for joining us. That's it for today. This episode was produced by Suzanne Brennan and myself, Aideen Finnegan. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. In the news, we'll be back on Wednesday. You know, I'm 41 years old, and I don't know anyone, you know, that f***ed up as much as I have that's still <laughs> as successful. Uh-huh. So I want to prove that you can get fat, you can say the wrong things, and you can you, piss a whole And you can be off. president of the United <laughs> States. Well, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. yeah. There's one person. Yeah. Yeah. Kanye West, everybody. This is his album. It's called...